Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rated M for McPhail with uh, Aaron and Audrey. We're back with the final installment in our Mighty Ducks trilogy set of episodes. Today we're talking D3, The Mighty Ducks, the 1996 and final installment in the franchise. Um, This movie stars Emilio Estevez. Sort of. It opens with another... Yeah, but the credits, it says Emilio Estevez, D3, The Mighty Ducks. But he's not in the movie. <laughs> he got above the title credit for this movie? <laughs> yeah. What? He's in, He's like not in the movie. He's in, like, scenes. three scenes. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. But this this movie takes our, our band of heroes uh, to, to defeat their greatest villain yet, school! <laughs> uh, they go and puberty, basically. School, puberty, and bullies. <laughs> uh, and new coaches. Um... So, uh, the beginning of this movie, we get another flashback, <laughs> yet another flashback, which is the past two movies, um, which is great. And, uh, we learned the ducks have been accepted into, uh, Eden Hall Academy, which is a fancy boarding school on a full scholarship to play hockey to be their new, uh, JV team. They go into it with a really bad attitude. They are immediately like, oh, we don't want to go to this prep school, this rich kid school. For free. (laughs) Yeah. Conversely, any, the varsity team is immediately like, oh, who are these poor kids? Gross. Because as we mentioned before, this movie, this, this movie series is basically all about class warfare and the, the divide between rich and poor in Minnesota. (laughs) I loved um, Russ, Keenan Thompson, who's like the only one who's like, no, because I need to go here because if I get kicked out of a free ride school that my parents don't have to pay for, they will kill me. Yeah, yeah. He's like, from oh, South Central and he knows, <laughs> he knows what yeah. he needs to do. <laughs> He's incredibly displaced and uh, yeah. So first of all, this movie made me like want to go to boarding school because it just like seemed really cool. <laughs> That's that's interesting because school, like, is it's not portrayed in a particularly positive it's, light. No, but it was just like, oh, you get to hang out with your friends like all the time, and you don't have to go home at all. Like, you're just with your friends, and you sleep there too, and you get to eat like cafeteria food, but like all the time. When you when you wanted to go to this this school, were you imagining in your head that there would be like a Joshua Jackson like yeah. hanging oh, out there? Definitely like, you part would just of it. Be hanging definitely with the part Ducks. of it. This, I mean, I don't want to say it's peak Joshua Jackson, cause it, but it's, like, early. Like, for whatever reason, there is, like, he looks grosser in Dawson's Creek than he does in this movie. <laughs> like, in the beginning of Dawson's Creek, when he's, like, I guess the same age? Like, in young high school age? He looks, like, grosser. Interesting. But in this movie, he looks fine. <laughs> So we are talking about a, a child. <laughs> he is um, 14 years old. Yeah, but it's great. Um, so, yeah, because he so, he hit like a a significant growth spurt between the movies. And it's funny because he's he's 6'2", like as a fully grown adult male. And yeah, yeah. Um, it's hilarious because like Fulton, who's supposed to be like the big bash brother, he's like 5'9". And in yeah, this movie, yeah. Joshua Jackson is taller than him and, like, yes. bigger than him. Like, towering over him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very strange. I don't think yeah. they expected he's that Yeah, he's also, to like, taller than Bombay when they, like, meet up again. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, well, Emilio Estevez is a tiny person, and Joshua Jackson was apparently 18 when he made this movie, so you are technically allowed to creep on him. Oh, nice! Okay, wait, that's, okay, 18? Are you serious? He was born in 1978, and this movie came out in 96, so, 18, brother. Okay, and now I'm looking up Dawson's Creek Season 1. <laughs> that was 98, I think. Yeah, 98. So Dawson's yeah. Creek Season 1 is 98, so he's, so he's 20? In Dawson's Creek. For Dawson's Creek, or 19, I guess, if he's shooting. Wow. That's crazy. He looks so young. He's like a little baby face. Aw. Ugh, I love him so much. <laughs> um, so anyway, so, so they go, they're a lot, the beginning of this movie is them kind of like assimilating into this new school. Um, Charlie starts, uh, you get a flash of his romantic arc in the movie with this activist who's trying to get the school, to petition to get the school to change their name from the Warriors, because it's, like, demeaning. Again, still irrelevant in 2017. (laughs) So that's pretty depressing. Um, but he tries to, like, name off a bunch of different sports teams that have, like, Native American names, and she's just, like, not buying it. She's like, oh, you're a jock. You don't understand. Ugh. <laughs> so that's great. I I, love, I like his uh, romantic subplot. Um. Oh, I I. So there's another roller skating montage when they when the school is introducing them. Like this is them, and then they kind of like like break the curtain, and they're like, "Oh, we're the ducks!" Like, ha ha. Yeah, and I that whole sequence where like Goldberg somehow gets like off on a, I don't know, he, like, goes down a random street, or he, like, something happens where he loses control of his rollerblades, despite the fact that he was previously on the American Junior Olympic hockey team. Yeah, yeah. So, he, like, and it's, it's such a long sequence of, like, Charlie chasing after him, where he, like, bumps into clotheslines, and, like, he's just, like, Charlie the whole time trying to get He him goes down. down, like, a flight of steps. <laughs> But, like, on what, like, hit both of his feet are on every step somehow. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, that sequence, it was bad. Um, I felt bad, honestly, for Sean Weiss to film that. Like, because yeah. he's, he just, it's pathetic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so that's great. So then they get to school and they meet their new, well, uh, Bombay informs Charlie that he will not be coaching the Ducks since he has been made, like, Director of Player Personnel for the Junior Goodwill Games, because we got to connect it to two and three. And so, Charlie does not react to that news well. Charlie is so angsty in this movie. I would compare Charlie's angst in this movie to, like, Harry Potter in Order of the Phoenix. Dude, I wrote down in my notes, Charlie reminds me of Caps Lock Harry from Order of the yeah. Phoenix. So. Yeah, because he's just, like, no matter what happens, he just, like, storms away from whatever the conversation is. There's, I feel like, multiple instances of him just, like, getting up and, like, sighing and, like, leaving. Like, from Like, dramatically. From the diner, from Hans, from Bombay, from the funeral. Spoiler, like, there's a funeral in this movie, which I cried at. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so... So they go to this new school, they get this this new coach, Coach O'Ryan, uh, who is very, like, tough. Like, they're, they're, they're all playing, like, they're all skating around and they're doing the lasso thing, which, again, I don't understand how that is, like, a skill set or what that's supposed to help with. Agility? Like, speed? Yeah, agility, I guess. I don't know. But it's just basically uh, Dwayne being like, ooh, doggy, and trying to catch them. <laughs> and um, 
Bombay walks in, like, or, or sorry, um, Orion comes to their practice and he stops, like, his skates make, like, a T. <laughs> like, he stops in a very, like, specific way that's like, I am a coach about hockey and about, like, skills. And um, he starts lecturing them about, like, defense and winning and... And Ayerman's like, starts with a W, and he's like, to win, Coach Orion, sir! He's, like, immediately giving him lip, which I kind of think is funny. Ayerman's grown on me. Um, <clears throat> so they're immediately at odds with Orion. <laughs> and Charlie, like, Charlie comes into this situation prepared to hate this guy. Like, Orion is not... I don't think he's one of those characters who comes off as, like, a total asshole, and then once you get to know him, he's fine. Like, he seems like a perfectly reasonable, nice coach. He's just like, pretty... disciplined coach. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's... He doesn't seem like a jerk, like, ever, but Charlie is determined to hate this man, so there's a lot he's of... He's giving him attitude. Yeah, yeah. And, um, he's pretty hardcore for a JV high school coach. Probably overqualified. Like, why is he not the varsity coach? <laughs> and, like, Charlie, in this in this opening sequence with him, um, like, the coach says, this is what we're gonna do, and Charlie's like, look, man, we've been together for a long time. You're the new guy here. Yeah, yeah, he calls him a rookie. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Like, I'm not, he's still your coach. He's still, like, in charge of you. Like, he might be, he's new, but, like, he still is, like, the authority. Like, like he gets to decide how you practice. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they have their first practice and whatever, and he's kind of whipping them into shape a little bit. And then after the first practice, he puts up their, like, positions. How did he have time to type that up? <laughs> is my question. Was like, it he just comes in. No, it was typed because I thought maybe it was handwritten too, but it's like clearly like there's like tables because it has varsity and JV because as we find out, Adam Banks makes varsity. And they, okay, so when Adam Banks makes varsity, just because he is a very good hockey player, he is dead to the rest of the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, see ya. So fast. (laughs) Like when they play their pranks, they're like, oh, should we get Adam? And then they're just like, yeah, Yeah. he's a varsity player. Full blast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Um, speaking of the varsity, I just want to talk about them for a little bit. They all look like they have a median age of 45. Yeah, no, agreed. <laughs> like, they all look like full-grown adults. And one of the guys on the team, I I think it's the nice one. I think it's the goalie who's like Scooter? nice Scooter? To... Yeah. I love him. Um, he was in D2. Yeah! He was As one of the though? Iceland players. Oh my god. He was like, because okay, I thought he was Iceland familiar. Player. Oh my god. That's great. I don't know why they would double cast like that, but it's. Convenience? True. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's so uh, weird. I Speaking of, we talked about this in the last episode, uh, or the first episode. I don't know, they're all blurring together now. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Scooter, he is a very shippable couple, I think, with Julie the Cat Gaffney. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think there could have been, uh, there, there should have been more there. Like, they should have developed There could have been a couple more scenes, but I, I really like when, you know, when they're about to play in their, like, first unofficial match, where he's like, oh, what do you say we call it a tie? And she's like, I hate ties. It's like kissing your brother. What does that even mean? It's <laughs> like, what? Um, but it was cute, because he was, like, trying to, like, talk to her. And then he kisses her at the end. Well, I'll wait to talk about because there's a lot of kissing that happens at the end. So, yeah. So the varsity team 
Also, although this movie takes place the latest in the 90s, I think it feels the most 80s because all the villains are like, or all the, like the varsity team are all these like rich high schoolers. So it's very like pretty in pink. Yeah. <laughs> or like 16 candles. Like It, it feels like the, the, the movies from the 80s that are about like the ski team jerks who are yeah, like, yeah. yeah, they're just all these privileged kids on the ski team. Yeah. So, uh, I, but I do like, like, how just mean and, like, the mean the varsity team is. Um, and also the varsity cheerleaders are really mean for just no reason to, uh, Linda, Charlie's love interest. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> They're just like, um, this is a cheerleader table. Are you a cheerleader? And she's like, do I look like an idiot? Yep. <laughs> Which I, I laughed at that. Um... Louise is a little creepy in this movie, also. <laughs> that is so, like, the scene where he is crawling underneath He's the, under the table. table, looking up their skirts, is such a departure from what this movie is. Like, yeah, it yeah. is a lighthearted kids movie. Prank but, war. Yeah, and then he turns it into Animal House, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so, yeah, oh, I love, so in that, in the cafeteria scene, that's also when they did, like, like, uh... I forget who gets their lunch stolen, and then they decide to, like, prank the varsity by giving them, like, horse manure. It's Ken Wu, of course Oh, Ken Wu's Ken getting Wu. sweet, sweet, innocent, tiny Ken Wu gets his lunch stolen. Um, so Charlie and Fulton and I think Averman maybe retreat, and they go outside, and they, they scoop up some horse poop, put it in their lunch bag, so then they walk in and they get their lunch stolen, and that's the start of the prank war, which is... I feel like the sound effects editor got a little bit carried away <laughs> because in this movie they're like inexplicably like cartoon noises. <laughs> like when they're running out, it's like that, rah, 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 rah. and when they like stop, it's like the skidding noise, <laughs> which have not been in any of the previous movies. <laughs> oh, also speaking of sound, the score in this one is just weirdly now has like chanting. Yeah, <laughs> which the rest of them do not have that. Which I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> So, first thing, I appreciate the callback to the opening of the original Mighty Ducks, where the first thing that the kids are all doing together is, like, doing a prank where they take dog shit and put it in the purse with a dollar yes. sticking out of it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so, like, that's a really cool callback. But also, I feel like this prank war is super, like... The varsity team does something mean, but ultimately harmless, and then the ducks respond with something insane. Like, yeah. with the the one prank that they do where, like, the varsity team takes all of their clothes out of the locker. And puts them in the shower. And puts yeah. them in the shower. So it's like, okay, your clothes JV are all stinks. Wet. Yeah, you or ducks to... stink or something. Yeah, it's like, so the worst thing you have to do is, like, now you have to go home in smelly clothes. Yeah, yeah. But then they take, like, liquid nitrogen and freeze <laughs> all of the varsity clothes. So, like, their clothes are ruined. They will never get them Hilarious. Back. Well, no, no, no. The varsity's, the varsity prank where they make them pay for the, like, $900 dinner, that is mean. That That's is legit mean. mean. But then they respond by releasing hordes <laughs> of fire ants into their beds. Amazing. And then they, like, hogtie the one. Like, Dwayne, like, catches him outside. <laughs> Yeah, and that actor, but is that the the big actor who's like? Yeah, the, yeah, he's been in other stuff. He's he is like five years younger than Gordon Bombay in real life. Oh my god! <laughs> of course, of course. So <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, 
Yeah, I love the prank war though. I like like I like shenanigans. I like older versus younger. Um, but then so then the varsity and the JV have their first like they're like tomorrow dawn when they decide when they're gonna have their like face off because Charlie's like we can take you anytime anywhere and like the whole the, the one thing that their coach asked them to do was not like play against varsity before Steer they had clear to. of the varsity yeah because uh, it shouldn't have taken a genius to understand that he was trying to not let the varsity team know what their skill level was yeah. like because when they play against the varsity team at dawn, it quickly becomes apparent that they are not good hockey players. Yeah, all they know how to do are tricks, which as we also have learned, they lose not or they tie nine to nine later in the movie. Yeah. When um, they're actually playing in that that one game. Yeah. The varsity is very physical. Again, a lot of penalties that are not being called. Uh Connie almost gets in a fight, <laughs> which I think is really funny, but then the varsity captain's like such a dick to her. Yeah, and then and then they get into a big bench brawl at the end of it, and uh, Charlie's like yelling at Banks, <laughs> which again it's not Banks's fault that, that he's good enough to be on the varsity team. It's just yeah, not. yeah, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. And then um, then they get interrupted right by the like the coach comes in, and yes, yeah. So yeah, Charlie is an idiot in this movie, like an adorable idiot, but like yeah, yeah. He, he gets a, a penalty, or, yeah, so then they get in trouble, and then Orion makes them take off the duck jerseys. Ducks are dead. So then, so if, so they get in trouble, and they're like, okay, we're gonna practice tomorrow, because then they, they still haven't played their game yet. I did write down uh, Charlie's trying to woo Linda by talking about the things he likes, hockey, pizza, and music. The triple I also three. like those the things. Three. Yeah. And then Linda, they talk about, like, Pantera for a while. <laughs> it's so a 90s, 90s movie uh and then he talks about uh you never heard of the anaheim mighty ducks they named a team after us um she could have heard of other nhl teams like maybe i don't know the new york rangers wayne gretzky like there's other teams in the nhl besides the anaheim mighty ducks <laughs> like, yeah like you don't expect people to know like the expansion teams the year after yeah yeah Right. Especially casual non-hockey fans. She has explicitly stated she has never been to a game, doesn't know anything about hockey. Um, The only thing I I really hate about Charlie in this movie is he wears, like, a pinky ring (laughs) (laughs) in, like, multiple scenes, which is heinous to me. Oh, God. Um, But anyway, so then he invites her to their game, and he's like, oh, maybe he can get a Coke after, because they're teens. <laughs> Classic. And, like, she's like, keep talking or whatever, and he, they do that little thing where she gets on the bus and he's standing and he just like, yes! And, like, fist pump, which I, I also like that in movies. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm still caught on the pinky ring. Because oh. I'm, I'm thinking about the logistics of this. Yeah. And how Yeah, well, some- okay. <laughs> go ahead, no, go ahead. Someone who, some, one of the costume people had to make the decision like, I think this character needs a pinky ring. It's so noticeable in the scene, in the dinner scene, when he's, like, rubbing his head, and or when he gets the check, and I'm like, you, it's, like, on his finger. I'm like, oh, this is disgusting. Like, why is that there? It's, I think it's out of character for Charlie, A. And B, just, I am fundamentally against them at all. Um, so that's his one that may be a deal breaker for Charlie Conway, but I don't know. He's got a lot of good qualities, so. But he's also a freshman in high school. He might grow out of it. 
that yeah, might yeah, be a phase. True. True. So. Um, so yeah, so they so then they begin to their first game, and um, uh, at Eden Hall there is a phenomenal play by play announcer. <laughs> who is maybe my favorite side character in all of the movies because <laughs> he gets so into it and he's this little blonde kid and he's like, oh, but the nice check bull. Like he talks, he's a perfect play-by-play announcer that I wish he has a career in the NHL right now, but, or in like some sort of broadcasting company. Well, he is, um, he was on the TV show The Nanny. So I... Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know who he was, but I looked him up because he was getting so much screen time that I didn't, I needed to know who he was to see if, like, I'm almost wondering if that was, like, a cameo that people would have known in 1996. Like, they would have been, like, because he was in, like, 180 episodes of The Nanny. Oh, wow. Like, he was one of the kids, I think, like, one of the main kids. Oh, wow, that's crazy. So, I feel like he might have been fairly well known at that point, and that's why he has such a big role, because otherwise it made no sense to me, like, why they would even bother with this character. Like, he's, he's fun, but it's just such a random thing to include really that fun. I was like, it has to be somebody well known. Yeah, and yeah. he also helps, um, we have one of our, our random NHL cameos with him. Yes, yes, but that's later. That's in the varsity game. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, a lot of the scenes kind of blur together because it's the same thing over and over <laughs> in the best of ways. Um, but this is the game where, uh, Ken Wu learns how to trash talk. <laughs> Keenan's, Keenan's trying to coach him and is like, okay, uh, yeah, you just need to pick a target. And then Ken immediately goes, hey, ref. And then Keenan's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Not the ref. And then he, he like points to another player on the bench and he's like, hey, number whatever, you don't, you don't fight real good. <laughs> And then he's like, okay, you need to get, Keenan's like, you need to be short and to the point. And then he stands up and is like, hey, number nine, bite me. And then just like immediately gets like punched. <laughs> it's so perfect. It's really funny. I really um, appreciated Ken Wu. And like, he, he was really fun in this movie. Yeah, he yeah. He didn't get a lot of screen time in the last one. He was just sort of like the token Asian figure skater. Yep. But yep. he came into his own in D3. So. Yeah. Um, this movie does, is, it's good. It's got a diverse cast, which I appreciate. For the 90s, because, mm-hmm. you know, progress, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, so this game ends in a 9-9 tie. The Ducks are up 9 to nothing <laughs> by the end of the second period. And Hans, our favorite uh, Nordic hockey store owner... Who is back from the mother country. ...has returned, and he's in this movie, and he's listening on the radio, and he's like, oh, that's my Ducks. Like, he's really happy, and he's giving them advice and everything, and talking to the radio, uh, but then there's a nine-goal comeback in the third period, and they tie, and the the school board member, or whatever, is immediately like, oh, we can't have that, their scholarships could get revoked, after one game. <laughs> that They didn't even lose. Yeah, they tied. So, uh, pretty crazy. Oh, so then they get invited to, to, the, to the prank dinner, um, and, uh, Oh, also, I also made this note. The varsity captain at times kind of looked like Schmidt from New Girl to me. <laughs> I could see that. I don't yeah. know if they had that kind of, like, uh, that kind of vibe. Oh, there are also no girls on the varsity team. In well, fact, I don't know if there are girls on any of their, like, adversarial teams in any of the movies. I don't think there are. There definitely aren't any on the Hawks. Yeah, um, and I don't think there are in Iceland. Or, I mean, they all just seemed too tall, but... 
Um, Which, really, I mean, like, are there a lot of co-ed hockey teams outside of Pee Wee League? I don't think so, but they all are, like, all in this movie, they're going for it. Um, oh, other thing about the, the dinner, um, how would the restaurant, like, go along with that? Oh, where they... Where they, end they all just leave, and they make them give, and they they make like the restaurant makes that cake that says "Thanks for dinner, losers." So they must like that is a, a clear indication that they that half of the party was not intending to pay. Don't you think when that cake was made, they would have been like, "Hmm, maybe maybe we should just you know, this is not a good idea. Like this is clearly a prank." Or one of the one of the varsity teams just slipped the restaurant. A crisp one hundred dollar bill, and was like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna do this prank." Yeah, and yeah. Either that, or one of their parents owned the restaurant, or something. Right. <laughs> so yeah, could be okay. So that could explain but, that. Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. And then, like, it was what was it like an eight or nine hundred dollar bill? Yeah, yeah. I don't. And they have to washing dishes for a few hours. Yeah, pays hundreds of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't make sense, but it was a classic prank. So a a plus prankage by the varsity team. Um, so yeah. So then after the varsity after their like matchup, Charlie gets like just like voluntarily leaves the team because Orion won't let them wear their duck jerseys. He's such and a baby in this. movie. He's I'm like, sorry. you're tearing apart the only good thing we ever had, and everyone else is like, we're all still here. Like we're all still our same human being people we just have a different name like suck it up baby um and he and fulton like play hooky at the mall of america which made me want to go to the mall of america and ride a roller coaster uh and then charlie goes to see his mom at the diner and she delivers some sad sad news (laughs) that hans dies um which i teared up at i actually know i legit cried like tears work streaming because like it's really sad in inherently because it's a funeral but then when Bombay puts the jersey on the casket and it's like every time you touch the ice like remember taught us how to fly like Aww. it's just really sad it's like really emotional and Charlie is clearly very upset some really good sad acting well I wouldn't say it's really good but some sad acting by Josh Jackson a little reminiscent of when Hayden Christensen cries in the Star Wars prequels. No, no offense, Josh Jackson, but that's like what it looks like. Yeah, but you were only eighteen, so we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. give it to you. We'll, we'll give it. And then uh, Charlie is going through a little bit of a rough patch. Well, he. The thing that I don't understand is his plan at this point. I presume is to play hooky indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. Fulton's like, "What do we do tomorrow?" Like. <laughs> And Fulton's like, no, I'm going to go back to school because I'm obviously not going to be a professional hockey player. And, yeah, yeah. And, and Charlie looks at him, like, the thought that he like would not Like a traitor. Become, yeah, like, yeah. a professional hockey player is, like, yeah, offensive and... And he's like, yeah, and then, you know, we only have to wait a couple more years and then we can go play in the league in Canada because they accept you at 17. And yeah, yeah. Like, no, that's not what you're doing. Yeah. So crazy. Uh, so then, so Gordon Bombay wakes up Charlie, who's in a, in a mood, and he surprise, takes him surprise. to, yeah, and Charlie's so mad at Bombay for leaving them or whatever, and he's like, oh, I thought you left, like, whatever. And, um, uh, Bombay takes him to 
the rink where we see Orion with his daughter who is in a car accident. And, uh, the big thing about Orion is that he he was supposed to be really good. Like he was in the pros, but he left. He ended his career early. So Charlie thinks he's just this like washed up guy who like wasn't good enough. But he actually left because his daughter and he were in a car accident. His daughter like can't walk anymore. And he was on the Minnesota North Stars, but he didn't move with them to Dallas. He wanted to stay in Minnesota and stay with his daughter. And they're, like, skating on the ice, and it's like, I was kind of tearing up through this also. Because <laughs> yeah, it's really mean, sad. It's, it's rough. And also, it's evidence that the Dallas Stars uh, tore families apart and yeah. fuck them. Which we, we talked about it on, our, uh, on the first episode of our Mighty Ducks series. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, it's like, it's pretty, because she, all of her doctors were, were there, and all of her friends, and he didn't want to uproot her, and it's like, yeah, it's touching. It's Yeah, it he's being Charlie a good dad. Like an asshole to be. Yeah, for being such a judge a book by his cover much, you know? Seriously. And then uh, Bombay gives Charlie this really good, really good speech. <laughs> About how Charlie's the, the heart of the team and the real Minnesota Miracle Man. Oh, which we didn't mention. In in D2, uh, we learned that Bombay's nickname was the Minnesota Miracle Man uh, when he was a player. But then he tells uh, Orion that Charlie is really the Minnesota Miracle Man. And to be that man, Charlie, be that man. And Charlie's crying and it's just like, oh, it's I get chills. <laughs> I love it. I love inspirational scenes in movies. <laughs> and, like, passing of the torch from one player to another. Um, it's great. But, the, the, uh, the, and then Charlie goes back and is like, I want to be on the team again, coach. And then Keenan makes fun of him, which is really funny. <laughs> um, but then the team, the board, the school board guy comes on the bus and is like, you guys are gonna lose your scholarships. Bye. And Orion's like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> So then they gotta call in their one lawyer friend, somebody named Gordon Bombay. Who isn't a practicing lawyer anymore. He's just no. like he's just a guy he's a coach, he's a director of some some like youth hockey program. And a semi functioning alcoholic, so Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then he does some lawyering and the board votes to re- reinstate the scholarships. Everyone is there. Like, Charlie's mom is there. The varsity team is there. Their teachers are there. Like, everyone is at this board meeting. Well, and really what's interesting about the board meeting is that all Bombay really says is, if you revoke these kids' scholarships, I will keep you in court for the next 10 years. Like, I I will sue sue every single one of you. And everybody, like, acts like he just you know, said some amazing lawyer mumbo jumbo that like no one else can understand. And literally all he said was, I'm going to sue you. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie's like, oh, he's just getting started. Like, okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, so yeah. So then they leave and like the varsity team is like, yeah, you're always going to be this like experiment or whatever. Oh, you're this little affirmative action. (laughs) Uh Oh, I was like, what? Uh, and then Keenan calls the varsity captain Biff, which I thought was funny. (laughs) And then they they place this wager on if the for that for the official varsity versus JV showdown that if the ducks win the the warriors die and the ducks fly. And what happens if the ducks lose? I don't remember that side of the bat. I think the ducks if, if they lose they leave the school. Okay. Because he's like, oh, that would be the honorable thing to do. Because <laughs> we're gonna beat you so badly. Oh, I love the animosity so much. Um, they go to the same school. Like it's insane. They go to the same school. <laughs> um. 
But then, so they go with this, and then they return, and they do another training montage, and they do the garbage on the ice. Another substance that probably shouldn't be on the ice is just, like, literal garbage. Like, I get the analogy, but maybe you could use just, like, rolled up tin foil or something. Not literal, like, banana peels. And, like, bagels. Like, moldy bagels. The key thing that we need to learn from all of these movies is that these coaches just have zero respect for the ice and the arenas yeah. that they're using. Yeah. Which is insane, considering how much they, like, claim to love hockey and love the ice and trust the ice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's fine. So then they're getting ready for the big game, JV versus Varsity Showdown, and Orion lets them be ducks again. He's like, wait a minute, you guys don't look like warriors, you look like something else, look like ducks. And then they're quacking again, and it's so great. Oh, I don't know if we ever talked about the quacking. I mean, what needs to be said? Some, it's a beautiful, their- glorious thing. Their uh, chant when they're about to go on the ice, instead of, like, go team, which they have to say in this movie, they quack. They go, quack, 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 go ducks. And Orion doesn't let them do that in the beginning, but then when they become ducks again, he lets them. Uh, he lets them quack as much as their heart desires, and then the arena starts quacking, and everyone's quacking, and it's, it's great. Everyone gets surprisingly quickly on board with the whole ducks thing. Yeah, yeah. The people in the stadium, in the arena. Right, right. Um, and then, so the game begins, and I mean, it's just as physical as the little scrimmage was. Um, is the varsity versus JV, could it be interpreted as a metaphor for the old NHL versus the new NHL? Old NHL is, like, a lot more about physicality and enforces, and the new NHL is about speed and scoring. I don't know. I don't know. You decide. You decide, listeners. Um. Hit us up on Twitter. (laughs) Let us know what you think. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so in between periods of this game... Paul Correa of the Anaheim Mighty Ducks is the guest, is our, like, hockey cameo that's required. He gives a little bit of color analysis, which is really good. Um, is it, though? Is the analysis good? <laughs> it's he's just like, oh, it's very clearly he's, like, I feel like the lines are on the pa- piece of paper in front of him. Like, I feel like he's just reading them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so great. And the, the play-by-play announcer's like, great point, Paul. <laughs> it's so funny. Um... Again, Goldberg should not be allowed on this team, but they have transitioned Goldberg from goaltender to, like, a a skater, like a forward. Okay. Um, (laughs) which, as a goalie, I, like, like, because I, like, wanted to play field sometimes, like, as a soccer goalie, but in this instance, Goldberg has not shown any type of skill or acumen to, to be a, like, skater. Any aptitude for a physical, athletic (laughs) sport at all. Yeah. Yeah. So he should not be on this team anymore. He should not even have made JV. Also, no, okay, no offense, but like, no way is he maintaining the B average that Orion requires. Um, no way. And can we talk about the whole subplot where he's trying to fatten Julie up so that she slows (laughs) down and can't go anymore? Yeah! Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Again, Julie the Cat Gaffney is clearly the better goalie. And Goldberg is trying to stop her, and it's supposed to be funny, but I don't think it's very funny. I think that it's not fair to Julie, and Goldberg should just uh, stop. But, um, also, the best part of this game, we have not mentioned this, uh, Dean Portman, who is one half of the Bash Brothers, did not choose to come to school. He stayed in Chicago at the beginning of the movie. They're all sad about it. Um, until in between periods... (laughs) Of this final showdown, he returns to the Ducks. He's holding his stuff. He's holding his contract. And he's like, my lawyer suggested I sign this. I don't know why this quote unquote child has a lawyer, but whatever. It's uh, it's Bombay, right? 
Right, right. I guess it's Bombay. Yeah, yeah. Because Charlie goes Bombay to the co- to Coach O'Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> like classic Bombay. And then uh, O'Ryan gives Charlie the C for captain. He makes him captain again because up until this point, uh, there was no captain of the Ducks because he was like, oh, you were captain on Bombay's team, but that's not how it's going to work here. Yeah, and, he was like, um, C stands for Charlie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hilarious. You're, you're a comedian. Um... And so, yeah, so then Dean Porter makes his appearance, uh, immediately gets a penalty called on him, and uh, starts to strip in the penalty box. (laughs) It is truly incredible. It's the best scene in the movie, I would say. It's so funny and so, like, random. Like, what is happening? It's just pure chaos. Like, he, he, well, he comes out on the ice and he's like, oh, are you supposed to be, like, the tough guy? Like, he makes fun of one of the varsity players. (laughs) Uh, and then immediately gets penalty called against him and strips to like down to being shirtless and is dancing in the penalty box and the play by play announcer is like, oh, the ladies love it. <laughs> it's like two minutes. Like it's a long scene. Um, it's great. It's really, really good. It's great content. <laughs> um, and then, then he gets like sent to the... Like, he gets sent off. Like, he's not... He yeah, to yeah. the dressing room. Yeah. yeah, he's back to the dressing room. And then, doesn't doesn't Julie get, like, a crazy penalty, too? Oh, wait, no, no, that that's in, uh, I think, D2. Really? Yeah. Never mind. Or maybe, yeah, yeah, they're no, I think that's in D2, because me. then they're both, they're both in the... Oh, yeah, no, no, oh, I wrote this down. I, I didn't talk about it in D2, but, um, like, like, she comes back into the... She gets kicked out first, I think. And then he comes back and he's like, oh, and he's like yelling. And she just goes, I know how you feel. Like dry. It's it's really funny. That happens in D2 in, in one of the like Iceland games. In the, in the, I think the Iceland final. Because then Portman's out of the game and he's like the biggest player. And like Iceland is so big and, and huge and scary. Yeah. Okay. So this that one, so no, I think this one he just stays. But I don't think he comes back onto the ice because he throws his pads into the crowd. He's just like. <laughs> like he's not intending on, on going back to the game. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's so, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, so then anyway, uh, they score and then, uh, they're, or no, I'm sorry. They haven't scored yet. It's still one nothing varsity. Or no, it's 0-0. Varsity doesn't score at all. I'm getting my, my varsity matches or my varsity games mixed up. It's 0-0. And, uh, Charlie is out there on the ice with a, a few other players and he gets the puck. He's on a breakaway. And, uh, he does the old triple deke, but then he passes it back. Oh, oh, first of all, before we get into this, Charlie learns how to play defense, which was the whole thing of Coach O'Ryan's thing, is you guys know how to play defense. And he, like, ends up kind of, like, body checking uh, a varsity player, which sets up this big breakaway. But instead of shooting, he leaves it back to a little player named Goldberg. (laughs) And there's, like, three seconds left in the game, but this, like, sequence takes, like, ten seconds where everyone's like, shoot, Goldberg! And then Goldberg looks at each individual defender. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, oh! And, uh, and then Goldberg scores, and Goldberg wins the game for them. And Goldberg's like, don't you ever do that to me again, Charlie! Yeah, <laughs> well, Goldberg he probably scored. shouldn't have done it once, because it was... Yeah. But, yeah, the whole uh, thing... Huge risk. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't pay off nine times out of ten. But, yeah, like the whole uh, learning how to play defense thing, it reminded me a lot of in Happy Gilmore when he finally learns how to putt. Yeah, it's all in the hips. 
it's all in the hips. I'm just like, Happy learned how to putt. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, literally, they, they have never, ever learned defense in any... Yeah, because they just score nine goals, and they just expect no one to match them. Yeah. They're just like, oh, no, yeah, it's just all, like, trick offensive maneuvers, and that's it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but in this one, they learn how to play defense. <laughs> and then uh, the end of the game. And then this is another example of I'm glad that this. Ha- like, Charlie just gives and gives and gives to the team. He's all about the team, putting other people first. It's great. Um, yeah, so the game ends. It's a big victory. And the last, like, five minutes of the game or of the movie are it's like uh, Scooter, the varsity goalie gives Julie, the cat Gaffney, a little kiss on the cheek. He's like, great game, Gaffney. She's like, great game, Scooter. And then that's the end of that, that's the end of that, uh, like, dialogue. <laughs> it's the end of their interaction. Yeah. Which is really cute. But I I, w- I agree with you, and I wish there was more of it. So when we see that, we see uh, Louise and uh, the captain of the varsity's girlfriend, like, making out. <laughs> oh, yeah. like And on. he's like, oh, well, you know, it was our little secret or whatever. So the varsity captain is now single and has lost to JV. So depressing. And then Charlie uh, hugs his mom. And she's like, I'm proud of you, Charlie. And he's like, I love you, mom. And it's really cute. <laughs> and then Charlie goes back and, like, hugs Orion. And, like, everyone's hugging on the ice for a while. <laughs> And then Charlie and Linda kiss, and it's kind of awkward. Yep. It's, like, two seconds. And she's like, thank you. Like, she, like, thanks him for, like, opening her eyes to the world of hockey. And now her life will be misery. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Charlie looks out into the crowd, much like Jim Craig after the U.S. team beat the, beat the Russians in the 1980 Olympics, looking for his dad. Charlie's looking for Bombay. He sees Bombay in the crowd. Bombay looks. He, like, points with his eyes to the the Warriors logo. And then a flag drops, and it says Eden Hall Ducks. <laughs> um, so my question is, does every sports team now have to change their name to the Ducks, or is it just for hockey? Like, is it the whole school is now the Ducks? I think it is the whole school has just had a mascot change. Like, their football team is going to be the Eden Hall Ducks. Yep. That's crazy. I don't know if I would be down (laughs) for that. I think it's a little, like, if I was an Eden Hall football player, I'd be really pissed at the Eden Hall hockey players for entering into this wager. It's easy to sell the like the duck like the players like little kids themselves on the name ducks in the first movie because they're young and it's like fun and whatever and they're like oh would you rather be district five but to no no no. sanction the change of the entire school's mascot and sports uh representative to a duck like that's that's a little much (laughs) i would have i would have an issue with that i feel like the ducks are like cannibalistic where anytime they beat a team they like just make it part of themselves. They're like, you're the ducks now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But then, yeah, so then the movie ends and and Bombay is uh, walking away down that hallway. I wanted him to, like, stick a fist up in the air. Yeah, I wanted him to also just dissolve like he's a ghost. (laughs) He's been a ghost the whole time. (laughs) Yep, yep. (laughs) Wouldn't that be crazy? (laughs) I think all movies should have random twist endings like that. Yeah, yeah. It's oh been my in God. the mind of a child. This whole yeah, time. yeah. 
I'm sure there's probably some, like, weird theory on the internet about, like, somebody in this movie being dead the whole time. If anybody, it's Hans. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Jan. Jan, Jan does not yeah. really exist. <laughs> yeah, where, where when Hans gets back, he's like, oh, who watched my shop? And he's like, oh, your brother. And, and Hans is like, my brother's been dead for ten years. Huh, <laughs> 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 oh, so crazy. So crazy. Oh, man. I love this movie so much. I, I was, like, smiling so big when I was watching it. I was remembering, this movie I watched all the time during the lockout. During the first NHL lockout in, like, 2004. This was on HBO, like, in rotation. And I feel like it was just always on when I got home from school. <laughs> so it was, like, this and Miracle is what I would watch consistently during the lockout to just, like love hockey again yeah, like i feel like i watched the original mighty ducks all the time i saw d2 maybe once and then um i didn't see this movie until i was in high school i don't think and then i watched it. i've watched it like a lot more since then but i i didn't watch this when i was a kid weirdly i think d2 sort of like put me off the franchise for a little while yeah d2 is harmful to the franchise <laughs> for sure yeah so I'm definitely glad that this one exists, though. I was I was very excited to watch it and be like, oh, this is actually, like, a good movie. Yeah. So. And this is a good ending, I think, to the trilogy, where it's like, okay, now they're just back to the, to the way they are, they're in school, they're having fun, and they get to be together, and they get to be the ducks, and, like, you know, they're in the hands of a new coach, and it's gonna be okay. Can we speculate where we think... Each of the ducks, not each of them, but like the main ducks are now. Okay. Uh, Dean Portman's in prison. <laughs> uh, Connie and Guy are divorced. Um, yeah, yeah, and they, but they probably have really cute kids. They, they probably do, and Guy's probably a very good dad, but um, they're definitely not together anymore. They were probably high school sweethearts who got married yeah. right after high school and then realized yeah, yeah. that was a terrible mistake. They probably had like a roller skating wedding. Yep. Or, like, they skated down the aisle or something. Yeah. Um, Goldberg is probably running his family's deli. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Taking over the family business. It'd be hilarious if he's the one who actually has a professional hockey career. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, Adam Banks has a professional hockey career. Yeah. For definitely. sure. I think Adam Banks makes it to the NHL, and he's just, like, a consistent center. He's never any, like, th anything flashy, but he's just, like good reliable and solid and yeah. yeah maybe he wins a cup hopefully he wins a cup i don't know uh depends on where if he ends up with the sabers he does not win a cup he ever. plays for the sabers and then <laughs> moves to another team and then immediately wins a cup right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> true um what do we think charlie's up to i think charlie's a hockey coach i don't think he ever makes a pro no i don't i think he's teaching peewee i think he is i think he what is, is coach bombay He's the coach of the Eden Hall team after uh, Orion, or like when he, you know, he takes that job. What if Orion is actually Charlie from the future? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> there's multiple timelines in the Mighty Ducks universe. Well, there's an entire other planet. Puck world. <laughs> Humanoid ducks. Oh. Really? Okay. So, um, okay, uh, Julie, Julie the Cat Gaffney probably makes, like, the Olympic women's team. I think she also, like, is a professional. I think Keenan is a lawyer. 
Yeah, or Keenan uh, becomes an actor and goes on to uh, be a feature player on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> this is actually an early biography film <laughs> of Keenan Thompson's early life. Yeah, yeah. That few people know about. Right. Um, Dwayne is like a farmer. He's a cattle farmer. Yeah. He just goes back to Texas. Averman is dead. Oh, fuck Averman. God. I mean, he's better in this one, but like... Oh. He said the wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong <laughs> hey, time. Hey, 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 he didn't mean that. Yeah, yeah. He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's for sure dead. Um, Fulton... Fulton, maybe he's like a teacher? I could see him being a teacher. I was gonna say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he... And maybe he's a gym teacher. <laughs> <laughs> he's like one of those teachers who's like history slash gym. <laughs> yeah. Like, or, yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. Uh, driver's ed slash gym. <laughs> Which ran at my school. Slash uh, detention. Yeah, yeah. Ken Wu, where's Ken Wu? Ken Wu is either a figure skating coach, <laughs> he returns to his form, or he's, like, in Silicon Valley somewhere. Working on, like, ice, ice physics. I could see that. Oh, Luis? Luis may be in jail, too. Um, <laughs> statutory rape. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd see that. That's all the main ducks, right? Do we get everybody? I think, mo yeah, most of them. Sorry, yeah, any well, ducks that we missed. We didn't really say what Connie and Gee like did. We just said that they were divorced. <laughs> oh boy. Do we think Charlie's mom and Gorba Bay got back together? No. Do we think Charlie's mom is divorced again? Yeah, I think I think she's divorced again because she's single in D three. Yeah, or they make no mention of, like, anyone. Like, they mention in D2, they don't mention in D3. I think I think she's single again, but I don't think she and Bombay to get together. I think they were there literally because Charlie was a kid who needed a father figure. Yeah, yeah, it was one and done. Yeah. So... Do we think Charlie and Linda are together? No. Do we think Scooter and Julie the Cat Gaffney are together? Yes. Yeah. Still, they are they are married for like fifty years. They are like of like they both. <laughs> he like goes along with with Julie the cat while she's in the Olympics, and then they yeah. become like Olympic hockey coaches together. Yeah, yeah, and then they maybe open like a hockey store in honor of Hans. Yeah. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> um, you know what? I would watch a movie starring Josh Jackson where he played like a former hockey player. Who has to, like, go back to his hometown. Like, one of those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would watch literally anything he was doing, but I would definitely That's watch true. that. Yeah, yeah. I think he needs to acknowledge these movies a little bit more. I mean, he does sometimes, like, on Twitter, but... Just... He's just, uh, such an important... Like, everything about him is such an important part of my childhood. Like, yeah. the Ducks. And early adult life. Casey and Joey. Like, come on. It's... Um, Olivia and Peter. <laughs> In Fringe. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, he's just, he's just always there, you know? He's really dependable. Josh, if you ever want to come on the pod, we would be happy to Josh, have you. Josh, friend of the podcast, we love you so much. We love everything about you, even your sad crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, also, this is going to be a weird note, a weird side note about Josh Jackson. I feel like he is, like, a thousand percent sweatier in this movie. I guess he didn't really play that much in D2. But it just feels like every hockey scene, he's just, like, dripping wet. <laughs> Puberty does things to people. They yeah. just sweat a lot. True. Yeah, true, true, I true. feel like he was also sweaty in certain parts of Dawson's Creek. Like, he just seemed very, <laughs> just like... Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> just like a sheen, a thin layer yeah, yeah. of sweat constantly. The North Carolina air is just like too hot. Is that North Carolina? Oh yeah, that they filmed yeah. there. Yeah. It's supposed to be New England though, right? Yep. Okay. Um, on the creek. Cape side. God, I love Dawson's Creek. It's so, so good. Much. I just started rewatching it recently. Oh, it's a, but wait, are you watching it on Hulu? Uh, no. Okay, because the theme is like different. And it was, when it was on Netflix, it was a different theme song. Well, didn't they have two theme songs? I think so, but it wasn't the like, I don't want to wait. It was the other one. They did that one for the first couple seasons and then they switched to the, um, the other song. So. Yeah. It's, it's weird though. It's really weird. So, is there anything else we need to talk about? Anything we've forgotten about the Mighty Ducks D2 or D3 that we need to cover? No, I think we we did a pretty good job. I mean, I could talk about these movies for hours, probably. I mean, we have, but, like, more than what we've covered. Like, I do like their... It's similar to Back to the Future and pretty much any other, like, franchise where there's, like moments that are going to happen in every movie or Mission Impossible like there's always going to be egregious penalties there's always going to be like Averman like <laughs> Goldberg <laughs> like everyone's everyone's trademark shenanigans are gonna like Goldberg farting is in every movie <laughs> so I enjoy that consistency would you watch a reboot of the these movies like if they if they announced today that they were going to be doing a remake of the Mighty Ducks or a reboot is Joshua what, what Jackson? What would your reaction? If Joshua Jackson's Gordon Bombay, Joshua yes. Jackson playing Gordon Bombay, is yes. my question. Uh, maybe, probably. Okay, if he's not playing Gordon Bombay, he's not associated at all. He's not in the movie at all. Yeah. Probably not. No. Okay. What about <laughs> you? What are your feelings? I mean, I would be way more excited if Josh Jackson was Gordon Bombay. That would be incredible. That'd be he'd be so good. I mean, like, I would I would probably watch it at some point, but I wouldn't be, like, excited about it if it was just a straight reboot that didn't have any of the... Yeah, that didn't have Josh Jackson in it or anything. Oh, and then Emilio yeah. Estevez could be yeah. Hans. <laughs> He's not that old. No, but I mean, like, you could make him a little younger and then... Yeah. Symmetry, you know? Yeah. Circle of it's love. It's great. <laughs> no, you can make Emilio Estevez, um, the, the bad coach. Jack, whatever. Yeah. Even though he can't, he can't be that mean. Like, he cannot emote in that kind of way. No. Okay, so thank you to everybody for listening to all of our ramblings about the Mighty Ducks, D2 and D3, um, over the past several weeks. They're near and dear to our hearts. So, the next movie that we're going to be watching for this podcast is The Sandlot, another classic from our childhoods. So... Stay tuned for that. It's going to be awesome. Fave. And we will see you next time. Quack, 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 quack. quack. <laughs>